Hello everyone and welcome to the first mini episode of Unearthly. Uh, I'm really excited to start mini episodes. <laughs> I just really wanted to start doing like little tiny episodes for about like 20 minutes. Um, and these will go on I think for every Friday. I'm gonna try and keep that up with. Cause I'm treating, I'm beginning to treat this more like a job. Cause I mean, I just really love doing this. This is so much fun. And I want to expand someday, like make uh, more things like podcasts, maybe like, what if I owned like a little production company or something? Like I just, ah, I just want it so bad. Cause now I'm like getting more ideas and stuff, but welcome to the very first mini episode. I'm so excited. Uh, first really quick. Well, <laughs> really quick. Uh, it is Tuesday, February 1st that I'm recording this. I am, this is my sixth time re-recording this episode because I went back and I listened to my last recording that I did and the audio was messed up. I had this, like, I had this pre-recorded a week ago and I was like, man, I really need to listen to that again just to, like, be sure. And the audio, like, was really weird. So I'm like, okay, gotta redo it. <laughs> so here we are. Um... I hope you guys enjoyed episode three with my buddy, uh, Lita. I love you. Um, but regarding episode three, I want to apologize for how loud our laughter is and just how loud we are. It was really fun. Like, having a guest is so much fun. So I feel like we get a free pass for laughing really loud and just being goofy because it was, like, a new experience for me to have, like, a guest on here. Um, but I definitely want to do more guests because that was fun. Like, I had fun, and I definitely want to do it again. Like, I probably will have my mom on here, <laughs> or my dad, or both at some point. Because um, I just feel like they would have so much fun, too, just talking about stuff with me. Um, hi. Loki is here. We can't do a podcast without Loki. He is standing on my foot right now and chewing on my pants. Why? Why? Just why? That's my question. Uh-huh. <laughs> I swear, he's gonna be the death of me. Anyway. <laughs> so, where do I want to start with this? I'm gonna try and cut down on my rambling for this, but I really want to reach the 20-minute mark, and every time that I've re-recorded this, it never reaches it, so sorry if I ramble, because I want to reach the 20-minute mark. <laughs> I just, I don't know why, but I just want to reach it. That is my goal, to reach 20 minutes. Don't ask, I don't know why, but I want, I want the 20-minute mark. Anyway, let's jump into this for our very first mini. Uh, today's episode will be about... The Green Bear Ghost. Uh, I actually never heard of this until recently. Um, this story was a... Oh my god. I have such a hard time talking, and you guys know this. <laughs> so bad. So bad. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> sometimes I'm really good at talking, but other times I'm not. It's so weird. Anyway, uh, this story was a suggestion, so thank you, Brandon. For the amazing story suggestion, like this is like I've never heard of this before. And when I was doing my research and reading about it, 
it was so interesting to me. Like, it, it's like this perfect blend of true crime and paranormal. Like, just so good. It kind of puts me in mind, well, sort of. It kind of puts me in mind of the Double Made Me Do It case with Ed and Lorraine Warren, where, like, he claimed that he was, like, possessed by a demon and killed somebody. But this is completely different than that, sort of. I mean, murder is still involved. Just not demonic possession. If that makes sense. I guess. Anyway, <laughs> this story is very interesting to me. So, let's get into it. Uh, so, this takes place in Greenbear County, West Virginia. Look at us back in West Virginia. <laughs> Our past two episodes take place in West Virginia. I'm so sorry, but West Virginia has so many good things when it comes to, like, stories. Like, it's, it's just perfect. <laughs> Same with Pennsylvania. Like, God. <laughs> anyway. Ugh, got a hiccup a little bit. Alright, so this takes place in Greenbear County, West Virginia during the year of 1897. Uh, in January of that year, a blacksmith named Erasmus Edward Shue uh, had sent his neighbor's son to go ask his wife Elva, who was in the house, if she needed anything from the market. I mean, you read that part and you're like, oh, that's so nice of him. Go check if she needs anything. I'll get it for her. But uh, when the boy walked in, uh, he found Elva laying at the foot of the steps. Uh, her body was found stretched out straight with her legs together, and one arm was to her side, while the other rested against her chest, and her head was tilted to the side. Uh, for some reason, the boy actually thought she was asleep for a moment. I mean, yeah, I, I guess sleeping at the foot of the stairs is a comfortable position. I'm sure it's so comfortable. Maybe I'll try and take my nap there today. Because, <laughs> well, no, I already took my nap, so maybe tomorrow's nap. I'm going to take a drink really quick because I know I need a drink. Do you guys want to hear a really funny story really quick? <laughs> I know I said I would cut down the rambling, but this just made me... Th so I drink out of a hydro flask. Um... And, you know, like, without, like, the different lids, it's very, like, the opening to drink out of is really big. So, at night, I'll wake up and I'll be thirsty. So, I'll open it and the, like, I don't know why I'm opening it as if to show you because you can't see crap. But, like, the opening is really big. <laughs> and in the middle of the night, I don't know when this was, but I went to take a drink and I literally poured my entire water over my head. Because I was laying down stu stupid. But I was laying down and I like lifted it and I <laughs> poured my cold water all over my face <laughs> and it soaked my bed. So <laughs> I needed to get a new cap. Like, ow, ow, I dropped it. Um, I needed to get a new, like the cap that has like the little opening where you like, there's a straw or something in it. So it makes it easier. So I don't pour water over myself. <laughs> but I just felt like that needed to be said because it's a funny story to me and I was drinking on my hydro flask so that's what it made me think of okay anyway um the boy called out to her but she did not respond to him uh when she didn't respond he actually panicked 
and he left the house. Uh, he told his mom what he had discovered, and she immediately summoned the local doctor and coroner by the name of George W. Knapp. Really quick, I don't know if it's pronounced Knapp, but his like last name is spelled K-N-A-P-P, so I'm just going to say Knapp. I, I, don't, I don't know, because sometimes the K is silent. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh... Um, <laughs> hi, <laughs> I'm recording, <laughs> it's okay, <laughs> you want to say hi, <laughs> I just heard the door open and my dad's here, <laughs> uh, so the doctor didn't arrive until almost an hour later, which uh, during that time, her husband Erasmus had gotten home, which really annoys me because he like the doctor didn't arrive until almost an hour later, which gave the husband this much time to like he carried his wife's body upstairs. He washed her. He dressed her. And then he like laid her out on the bed and he had like he had prepared her body for burial, uh, dressing her in a high neck dress with a stiff collar and put a veil over her face. Clearly, someone's trying to hide something, just saying. Um, Knapp had began to examine the body, but when he uh, went to take a look at her neck and head, Erasmus had become agitated. Uh, the doctor didn't want to provoke him any further, so he left. When I was reading about this, I let out such a loud sigh of, like, pure annoyance. <laughs> like, he shouldn't have been even in the room when the doctor was doing his examination. Like, don't you agree to that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, the doctor hadn't found anything wrong with her body that he had managed to examine, and he listed her cause of death as everlasting faint, which I have never heard of until now. Um, and then he eventually changed her uh, cause of death to complications with her pregnancy. Uh, Elva's body was taken to her childhood home of Little Sewell Mountain, where she was buried. And if you weren't already suspicious of the husband, uh, he acted very oddly at the funeral. Uh, he had been pacing by the casket. He messed with her head and neck, making sure it was covered with a scarf. And also propped her head up with a pillow and rolled up a cloth, too, to keep her head propped up. It was odd, but people just believed that that was his way of grieving odd way of grieving but you know what i'm not gonna judge him I'm not gonna judge him it's fine um no one was really questioning him at all except for his wife's mother uh mary jane hester who never liked him to begin with uh she convinced she was convinced that he had killed her daughter uh, hester claimed that elva began to appear in her dreams four nights in a row to tell her of the truth of how she died uh elva's ghost confessed to her mother that erasmus abused her horribly and one night he had attacked her in a fit of rage when he thought she hadn't made any meat for dinner. He had broken her neck. Real quick. If my future significant other ever gets into a fight with me and murders me over something like that, I will haunt you for the rest of your life. <laughs> I will. I feel like if I was a ghost, I would be one of those really annoying ghosts. Like that I would hide things, like move positions just to make you go a little crazy. Because I feel like that would be fun. 
just saying like you're looking for your car keys and they're completely somewhere else that you left them before that's me as a ghost okay <laughs> my, my dad came home while i was in the middle of recording if you guys didn't know or hear i'm sure you did but it was just really funny to me because i heard uh the little noise of the door opening and i was like uh <laughs> like it freaked me out for a moment <laughs> so he is here uh, he's upstairs. He'll he'll definitely be in a future episode. So that was his little, his little entry into the podcast. <laughs> you couldn't hear him much, but when I asked him about like if that if he agreed to that, he was like, yeah. And then he left the room. He's like, bye. I'm not gonna be in this, <laughs> not yet. Um. So her mother went to the local prosecutor, John Preston, and spent the afternoon in his office trying to convince him to reopen the case. We don't know if he had believed the ghost story, but she had managed to convince him enough to where he began to ask around to neighbors and friends who informed him of Erasmus's odd behavior at the funeral. He also questioned Dr. Knapp, and when he had said that his examination was incomplete, it was enough for Preston to order an autopsy. Uh, a few days later, after him ask, questioning Dr. Knapp, uh, her body had been exhumed from the grave, and they performed the autopsy. Through the autopsy, they discovered that her throat had, uh, there were marks that looked like she had been choked. Uh, her neck was dislocated between the first and second vertebrae. Ligaments were torn and ruptured, and her windpipe had been crushed at the point in the front of her neck. For a moment, Preston thought that because her mother recalled everything about her daughter's death, that maybe she had done it in an attempt to frame Erasmus, because, like, everyone knew that she didn't like him. So it could have been a possibility, but he still continued to investigate, beginning to look into Erasmus's past. Um, so Erasmus, he had been married two times before, uh, marrying Elva. The first marriage had ended in divorce with um, a woman. That wife uh, later had told police that Shu had been incredibly violent and abusive with her when they had been married. And then get this, which, oh my god, it's, oh. His second marriage, however, ended after eight months of being married when his second wife died mysteriously. I'm sorry, but he's pro he probably has something to do with that. Like, coincidence? I think not. <laughs> so, I also read that um, his, like, friends said that Shu constantly boasted, or, like, he constantly wanted the, uh, like... He was determined to marry like seven women in his lifetime which that's a weird goal in life i guess but it was his goal um during that trial elva's mother had been the star witness of the prosecution preston wanted to avoid it though uh because the issue with her story regarding the dreams of her daughter's ghost uh it could be objected by the defense's hearsay which i mean it is a crazy story it is definitely a crazy story that not a lot of people would believe in court i mean it's crazy to believe like oh my the daughter my daughter's ghost was visiting in my dreams and told me exactly how she died that isn't like a good witness thing i, I don't know i don't know anything with law and courts and stuff um an attempt to prove her unreliable erasmus's lawyer began to question her on these ghost visits rather extensively 
uh, during cross-examination, this tactic actually backfired when she had refused to waiver her account despite these nonstop questions. Uh, many people in the jury uh, seemed to have believed her story. Um, while Erasmus didn't do anything himself any favors when he had took the stand himself. Um, he had rambled and he eventually, like at one point he turned to the jury and looked, he like told them to look him in his face and then say if he was guilty. Um, his testimony and manners had made a rather negative impact, negative impression on the jury. And they discussed for only an hour and 10 minutes until they delivered a guilty verdict. Um, so Erasmus had been sentenced to life in prison after uh, he had been deemed guilty for the death of his wife, Elva. Uh, he died soon after, thanks to a epidemic that swept through the prison in the spring of 1900. There is a historical landmark in Greenbrier County that com commemorates uh, Elva's death and the unusual court case. On the marker, it says the it was the only known court case in, in which testimony from a ghost helped convict a murderer which i think that it, like i said it's a blend of like it's a perfect blend of true crime and paranormal oh loki's back loki wanted to visit he's the podcast mascot hi you want to be in an episode well you're in ep every episode yeah every episode he's like standing right here right here at me hi i'm just petting him keep him quiet <laughs> um and with that uh that ends our first mini episode i am excited to keep doing these because i i like the little short stories and i plan to do these every week on fridays so like full-length episodes will be on tuesdays which they'll be like practically an hour or more and or if i reach the hour mark because Mothman was only 40 minutes. So, who knows if I'll reach the hour mark with other ones. Probably. Like, some, I know some cases will probably deserve a part two. Because some stuff is just really long. <laughs> and I don't want to um, make, like, a two-hour long episode. Because that would be way too much. Um, but I definitely plan to keep doing these mini-episodes. They're very fast and quick like to research and record so i had a lot of fun doing this um as usual you can find me on instagram at unearthlypod22 and then you can find me on twitter at unearthlypod22 and then lastly you can shoot me an email at unearthly, uh, unearthlypod22 at gmail.com um i also said uh, i can't like i said i can't talk it's fine i'm trying to like talk too fast and i jumble my words um also, I do have a Ko-Fi set up. Uh, you can find the link in the show notes. I'm not saying you need to donate, but it would help immensely with me expanding things like merch, um, which I do have plans for that because I, I, I really want to make stickers and pins. I, I had a hard time deciding on what kind of pins I wanted because there's two different types. There's soft enamel and hard enamel. And I want to do hard enamel because they look nicer, I think. Um... But I would also like to expand to future projects. Like, I want to do a fictional podcast someday with voice actors and uh, background sounds. Um, like, if you've ever listened to the Magnus Archives and or Unwell, which those are both amazing, like, fictional horror podcasts. Um, they are incredible. And I will 
I will say I highly look up to Jonathan Sims for his writing in Magnus Archives. Like, the episodes are so good, and uh, after listening to the entirety of Magnus Archives, I have delved more into writing horror-related stories. I have, like, a lot of story concepts that I wanted to just create from and make into books. Um, My goal is to one day write and publish a book and, like, have, like, a physical copy of the book, like, in my hands. Like, that is my dream. Um, Anyway, before I continue rambling, because we've reached the 20-minute mark, yay! Um, Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's mini-episode, and I will see you on the next episode uh, for next week and the mini-episode of next week. I hope you guys are excited for that. Um, So, see you in the next episode.